The bottom line bombs. NFL week one recap and Monday night football, nine 11 version of the bottom line bombs on sports. Given podcast is now brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Now use the code SGP new customers cap score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by game time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the game time app. Use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by underdog fantasy. Play the underdog fantasy. Pick them called in college or NFL one up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN on underdog fantasy for hundred percent deposit bonus up to hundred dollars. And finally, we're brought to you by hall of fame bets. The sports betting research platform for parlays, props, players, props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets apps or visit HallOfFameBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Now with that, let's do this. Yes, welcome. Here we are in the bottom line bombs for the second half of the C block. Monday, 9 11, September 11th. A day. We almost couldn't remember. Something like that. I uh, forget how that works. But anyway, we are the bottom line. Bo- we are. What am I talking about? I have no idea what I'm doing. Am I recording right? Sorry, guys. Anyway, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I'm CJ Sullivan, your man in the box. Coming to you live from Eagle Rock, California on Monday, 9-11. It is 9-11. It is 22 years pretty wild 22 years since 9 11 that's uh it's, it's already above legal age i used to always uh talk about not, not talk about i don't know you refer to it's 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 always makes you feel older when people were born after 9 11 you know that's, that's when you feel old you don't feel old doing things you feel old doing things but you're always old doing things but you always when, you, when people were born after 9 11 which is pretty common now now that it's 22 years old to run into these people, these freaking goddamn alien animal fucking millennial Gen Z. I don't even know what they're called. People born. I mean, they're terrifying. Get them away from me. I am horrified. Anyone born after 9-11 freaked out. Especially as we get older and you have creep ball friends who uh, date <laughs> date younger women. And I, t- I tell my wife, hey, buddy, if you date a girl was born after 9-11. We can't be friends anymore. That's just the way that goes. I cannot, I cannot handle that situation. I can't talk to these people. But if you are that and you're part of the fan, welcome to today's show. We will recap the NFL week one uh, and the contest picks that we went through. We had some, uh, we went uh, two and two. We got one pending tonight. Um, I'll give out a Monday Night Football bomb real quick because this is the new schedule here. That we're doing for football season. The C block. Welcome anyone who just joined on um, the college experience. So I was with Dundee. That's at noon Pacific. And then I follow here 130 Pacific with the bottom line bombs. That's the C block. Me and Colby, CJ, and Dundee. Now I do the uh, bottom line bombs. So it's going to be every Monday, Thursday at 130s. Hopefully the, the college football shows at noon. And then I did a 130 show to bottom line bombs Pacific. So I want to give out early right now some bombs for the Monday night football game, which is tonight. Because obviously when you listen to the later in the podcast, the game will already occur. Sorry, I'm looking for my bomb sound. There it is. So it's time sensitive, right? I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at all of my, all of me in a box. I'm on a sh- couple of different YouTube's, couple of things, all streaming because I'm you know whatever. Uh, so it's time sensitive. So as a treat, what I'm trying to say is as a treat to my live fans, and it is a treat 
to listen to me and get my brand of picks with bits for tobacco use only. Just kidding with you guys. Just kidding with you, C generates. For you, for you, C generates that come to the live show on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like the button. Like Captain Insano, who jumps into comments. You're gonna get. I'm gonna go up top, give you out the Monday night bombs. That way you can go, go to the book, open up a new window, hammer, it, and then listen to the rest of the show. And on Thursday, I'm gonna do the same thing with Thursday night football, and then I'll do the rest of the show afterwards. And I'll still give out bombs towards the end, but I think about the quick one. So tonight, let's just get to that real quick, and then we'll get into the actual show. Afternoon, good afternoon, Captain Insano. We have Jets Bills in the game of the week. Uh, the line is one and a half now. Buffalo's favored by one and a half. Over under 45. I gave out Buffalo as a, as a contest pick at minus two. I'm not as confident with it anymore. The underdogs and the under has been going. So I, I kind of, a lot of things are saying to jets, but we got to stick with the theory, with the formula of bottom line bombs, which is picks with bits. And what would be the funniest result tonight? The jets getting slaughtered. <laughs> it's going to be 9-11 in New York City. You're going to have firemen Ed there. Oh, my God. Is it is it bad to wish firemen had died in 9-11? Is, is that a bad thing to say? Probably. That is a disgusting act. But it's going to be football weather. And the weather here today at Notre Dame Stadium, in a word, it is cold, but it is football weather. The temperature, 37 degrees, humidity, 79%. Forecast cloudy. Hey, stop that. Jesus, God, he's amazing. Um, I did not say that joke about fire minute. Don't you worry about that. Don't worry. It didn't happen. You did not hear it. What's that smell? It's going gonna, it's gonna to smell... Uh... <laughs> Captain Sato says he's with me, not a fireman that fit. I mean, you know, whatever. He's a fans are fans. It's just weird. <sighs> lost, lost a lot of great. I don't have. I, I have Kobe D soundboard, so that means I can give out the Doug Gottlieb site and all the other beautiful things he has here, and do like a Ron Rivera if I want. You know. I'm Guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. But I don't have my uh, round ball rock one, which is a shame. Because the round ball rock one is what I can do the it's 9-11. of the names are still unaccounted for. Uh, but it's going to be an emotional moment in Aaron Rodgers and the hard knocks glory. So I'll be rooting for Buffalo. But I'm going to give out an actual bomb. And that is I do like the under. Of 45. And that's an actual bomb I'm going to give out. So I'm going to give out that real quick. Bomb it. We'll bomb. Uh, under 45 while we got it. The Yunders are playing great. I, think, I mean, Jets got a bad O line. Buffalo got a nice D. Jets got a really good defense. It's just. It just would be too. It would be too funny for the Jets and Rodgers to lose this game in Buffalo. I need it to happen. New York Giants, they did their 9-11 tribute last night. Speaking of New York and 9-11 by uh, crumbling to the ground and decimating a city and leaving the fucking stadium in pillars. Holy shit. 40 to nothing to Dallas. Way to go. We'll never forget that performance. Speaking of never forgetting 9-11. Way to go, Giants. Um, I'll, get into that. I'll get into that later in the NFL Weekend Recap. But first... Two more bombs for you. How about a couple first touchdown bombs? Let's do that. that, that that's more fun because I like the under is no fun to bet, but we're, we're taking the under. We have the bills and the pick them contest, even though I kind of like the Jets. I'm not too confident in the bills, but here's two fun uh, first touchdown props. We're going to go with Tyler Conklin for the Jets at 22 to one. Bomb that. Rodgers doesn't love his tight end, but you know what I mean? When you come to first touchdowns, those tight ends come in. So Conklin at 22 to 1, I think it's pretty good odds. And we'll, we'll go somewhere on the other side. How about Damian Harris at 12 to 1 for Buffalo? They're running back from New England. Buffalo signed. He's going to be their goal line back. I don't see James. I mean, Josh Allen, of course, is good chance of vulturing the goal line touchdowns, but I don't think it's going to be James Cook. I mean, unless he scores from low, you know, outside the 10. 
Once you get inside the 10, it's going to be Damian Harris time. So 12 to one, let's pound that. So those are three bombs. That's uh, under 45 Conklin, 22 to one Damian Harris, 12 to one for first touchdown. We'll see what happens there. Um, but like I said, it's going to be a nine 11 bit um, in the fire minute. I'm not saying, you know, whatever with the fireman Ed story. <laughs> we'll get into the NFL's weekend recap. I'll do a man in a box segment. I had, I was in St. Edmonton this weekend. Saw some C generates that came out to the standup shows out in the mall, the great mall of Edmonton. Uh, I'll talk about that towards the man in the box as well at the end. And maybe some of those nine 11 stories. I don't know. And uh, we'll do some NFL. We'll also get into some college as well because I gave out some of those bombs and that Mel Tucker story is just too much. If you did listen to me on Colby D and the college experience show just happened, you, you know where I go with the Mel Tucker. It's a great bit, but thank you all the listeners coming into YouTube. We're, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it. But right now that's, uh, let me tell you about DraftKings. Speaking of nine 11 football's back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered for every actual single one of them draft sports book an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 in football, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the season. All DraftKings customers take advantage of two new offers every game. Get in on the NFL week two action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code SGP to sign up. New customers get $5. Take home 200 instantly bonus bet on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. You got a gambling problem? You call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook or details state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuances. Whew. And we also talk about game time. You can't be stressed out about tickets. So use game time day of. Get your day of price game tickets. Nothing worse than looking in advance. You gotta worry. You gotta you gotta transfer the tickets over to your friends. Get their email. Then they gotta download an app. They don't know how to do it. Then you can't meet. Then they gotta use a code. Then you got the USB code that scans left and right. And doesn't do it. Is this right now? Is this a flight voucher? What's going on? Game time app gets rid of all the stress. I got flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find price tickets. So you go there. You see the images of the ticket before you buy them. You know it's like when those scalpers. Say, ah, no, it's fine. It's not a perfect view. There's a pole behind it. Can you call them scalpers anymore? They deserve it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just download the Game Time app, create the account, use code SGPN, and get $20 off. That's the pretty much code. Anyway, we are back. Let's get back into it. I don't know if I short read that or not, but either way, we have so much show to get to. I need to get to it. This is amazing. Um, JC from KC says from bombs down under the bottom line bombs to see generates travel. Well, absolutely. You are fucking on point. I love it. This is what we, this is what we're hoping for at the C block getting that cheers night court action. You know, you watch cheers, you go right into night court on Thursdays. That'll be the Thursday show. I don't know what the Monday back to back was. It was a Murphy Brown and uh, I don't know what followed up. Murphy Brown was like the what the women would watch instead of Monday Night Football. It wasn't a bad show, though. Ellie was a painter. My mom made me watch that. Anyway, speaking of DraftKings, they did, there's a thing online today that says, like, <laughs> here's the thing with 9 11. It's been so long now. Um, I feel like it's a 9 11 tradition for like Twitter to drag, look for companies looking for inappropriate 9 11 sales and then dragging them. And have them made up and have them like, whatever. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be like a president's day. It's going to be like Abe Lincoln. This is where you sell cars. And going out of business sales. Captain Santa says Murphy Brown and Ellen was that back to back. I mean, maybe the Mur Murphy Brown reboot, but not the original Murphy Brown. Not, not the Murphy Brown I knew. Well, maybe Ellen was back then. Who knows? Uh, that's that's pretty old blondie, if that's what that was. Uh, as you see, my show is called the Week One Recap and Monday Night Football Bombs for 9/11. I originally called it the 9/11 Bombs, and I was told by some people that it might be a bit insensitive, which it is. I get it, but that's the joke. 
which I understand. People don't take jokes well. People love to say, well, if you got to explain the joke, then there's something wrong with it. No, I don't got to explain it. You just have to fucking learn it. <laughs> That's the thing. People want to be offended with these things. Are you making fun of 9-11 victims? No, nobody's making fun of 9-11 victims. Well, a little bit. You're making fun of you know, the, the reaction to it and all that shit. So people just want to, uh, I don't know, whatever. Todd Morris, welcome into the comments. He said the Seahawks looked awful. He thinks Pete Carroll stayed up all night browsing 9-11 truther sites. I'll tell you this, and that's a good point, Todd Morris. 9-11, as I become an older man, it does become good TV day. I love all those documentaries. The 9-11. There's a 9-11 Truth documentary, but then like you go on your history channel, they show how it's done. There's one by uh Popular Science or Modern Engineering that debunks all the 9-11 myths. It's pretty interesting. And History Channel, that shit, they have all kinds of great, great 9-11s. I, I love it. I love the coverage. It's like sometimes when someone like great dies, you know, oh, you're going to see some, like when Johnny Carson died, I'm like, yeah, here we go. We're going to get some good Johnny Carson bio stuff and interviews. But the 9-11, but the 9-11 each year, I mean, they keep producing new and new documentaries that are just, you know, even though you've been there, like, oh, I never saw this angle. It's like watching Back to the Future 2. Oh, I never saw it from this angle. It's not as good, but okay, it's interesting. They're in the stairwell. And there becomes all kinds of different stories with it. You got the con artists. There's 9-11 con artists. People that act like they were there and they weren't. Steve Ranzini style. Um, but yeah, like we said, the Giants had their 9-11 absolute fucking disaster. All right, let's recap the picks. Two. That's no, 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 I'm getting to 9-11 theories because of uh, Todd Morrison. You're right. That is Pete Carroll. He is a truther. <laughs> Jet fuel doesn't burn steel. It doesn't have to, you fucking idiot. What do you? Uh, that's what I love about these conspiracy theories. What science? You're wh since when did you care about school? Where well, you're smart now? You failed out of every fucking grade there is, but now you're going to tell me about jet fuel and what's supposed to burn steel? It doesn't have to burn the steel for it doesn't have to melt it. I mean, whatever. Anyway, see, I don't know the shit either. Point is. The second tower is going down tonight in New York, and it's going to be by Josh Allen. Josh, that was a thing on bet. It's a thing on Twitter. It's a three-team parlay that uh, is obviously fake. It looks like it's from DraftKings, where it's like, take uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers to throw over United 93 air yards from the first quarter. Josh Jihad Allen parlay to score, like a parlay and whatever, you know. It's obviously fake, but people take it this seriously. Although you never know. People are dumb enough to do it. It gets your attention. That's what I was doing. Anyway, let me get back to the picks. I'm I'm uh I'm all over the place. I should itch. <laughs> uh how about we had a loss with uh that was not like that. We had a loss with uh, Minnesota. We went two and two with the contest picks. I hated all my contest picks too. And we have Buffalo pending tonight. So if Buffalo hits, we'll go three and two. We can live with that. Two and three is tough in this contest. Even three, even three and two, even four and one is tough. You have to, you have to go fucking a hundred and zero. It's ridiculous this thing. But whatever. We're neither here nor there. We had a uh, Vikings was a loss. That was that was an automatic. You, you knew it when they weren't up by twenty one at halftime. Like oh, they're they're gonna lose this game. This is what this is what the Vikings do. This is what Kirk Cousins does. This is just what the Vikings do. They love to lose this game. Tampa Bay had no interest in winning the game. Like as predicted, they want to tank, but they're hanging around like, okay, fine. If you're not going to win, I guess, I guess we'll do it. If you want us to, you jerks. I think Baker Mayfield wanted to, someone to explain to Baker. Now Baker Mayfield, he might not throw the furthest ball. He might not throw the hardest ball. But he throws a winning ball. What the fuck are you talking about? Ah, he rallies around and he's got that air. They love Baker. Uh, so I can handle the Vikings loss. Whatever. I I felt bad. I'm like, what am I doing back in these Vikings? But they should have they should have ran him out the fucking field. They did not. They, I, I'll give the Vikings respect for at least they lost outright. 
Because I would have hated if they would have pulled that game out and won by a field goal. If you have the respect to lose outright if you're not going to cover. So props to the Vikings for that. And the other loss, which I hate. This one I hate. This one I hate the most I want to talk about. It's and I year two of getting bit by Mike Vrabel and his meathead math on the first opening week of the season. Last year, I had Tennessee and the Survivor. They lost to the Giants. Thanks to many, not just Tannehill. He didn't help, but a lot of Vrabel, Vrabel decisions. I'm not saying Vrabel's overrated, but people love talking about how great a coach Vrabel is. And he is a good coach. He has him fighting. I get it. But this time, he so Vrabeled it. They were down 16 to 12. The line was three. New Orleans minus three. Everyone loved Tennessee plus three. That's why I love, that's why I enjoy, really like the New Orleans pick. I like New Orleans, period. And everyone liked Tennessee as their dog. Everyone liked Pittsburgh as their dog. And everyone liked Tennessee as a dog. I stayed away from that game, Pittsburgh game, because too many people like Pittsburgh. And I wanted to go against Tennessee because I hated, fuck, I wanted revenge on Vrabel. I did. He got personal with me, and he got me. Vrabel got me with his meathead math. <laughs> Kevin Zeno says, "Home more completed, Professor CJ. It's right, C. Generates. Um, so they're down four with two minutes and 20 to go. There's fourth and three from like the 18 yard line, wherever they're, they're driving to score, touchdown takes the lead and he kicks a fucking field goal. Good God, these meatheads. Why? Why are you? Well, if we get another field goal, then we're in the lead. Great. There's two minutes to go. And I know they had all three timeouts. Good for you. Good for you. You had all three timeouts. Fantastic. And you kick the ball, you have the ball, clock stops, time possession, and you have three timeouts, and we get the ball back, and Tannehill drives down again. So much has to happen for that field goal to be right. This is the this is the offshoot of Belichick. Belichick with his game management figured all the shit because he never played. So now all these other meatheads and coaches, they try to use his math, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. They kicked a field goal to cover the spread, basically. So they lost by one. Way to go. Of course, they never saw the ball again. Of, of course not. And people defending it, too, it's hilarious. I was with gamblers who had tennis. They all had Tennessee plus three. Everyone did. And they're defending the move. They're defending very well. No, it's the right decision. Because they have to shut up. It's not the right decision. You know it. You just have Tennessee plus three. Yeah, it's the right decision for your bet. It sure is. It's the worst decision for the who's going to win the game. What, what, I mean, just go over the scenario. What are you hoping for? What is the best case scenario? You make the field goal, you're down one. You kick the ball off deep, which they did. You stop them. Or kick it on side. They kicked it on side. They kick it on side. I forget what they did. Doesn't matter. And then it did because the Saints were about to kick a field goal too. And Jamal Williams got a first down, third and four. They go back up for it. That was the thing. They were going to go. That's the thing. That makes it even worse. Then they onside kicked it. What the fuck are you onside kicking it for? Call, we want the ball back. Did you? You just had the ball. And you kicked a field goal. What are you going to do with it? Then you want Tannehill to drive again to kick another field goal if you stop him and use all three of your timeouts and get the ball back on your inside your own tent? Like, it's insane how much you have to do. To, my only conclusion of why Vrabel kicked that field goal was to get me again. It was to hurt me, the man in the box. He did it. He sure did. God damn it. I can't believe it. When he kicked I'm like, of course he's kicking a field goal. There is no defending kicking a field goal there. And that, and it's, and that was the worst part. I was with people who had money on Tennessee and they're all defending it. And you know, they didn't believe it. It's fourth and three from inside the 22. How you haven't scored all day. You have 12 points. Now you're going to score two. 
in a minute. You have it right here. Just get him. You have Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. Uh, anyway, that loss hurt. That I'm not going to lie. That loss hurt. And the ones we won were Atlanta and Jacksonville. Jacksonville, we kind of got lucky too because they were doing the opposite math. They, they were down 10, the Colts, and they're trying to score a touchdown to cover. Everyone's just trying to cover. Meanwhile, you needed a field goal. You needed two scores. Kick a field goal. They went for it fourth down twice. Kick the fucking field goal. You're down 10. Oh, my God. I swear. That's what kind of season it's going to be, Segenerates. They're out to get me, and they're out to get you. You ever think it's personal with gambling? It is. They're out to get you. So make sure you get yourself a dynamic wife. Dan Marino and his uh, really dynamic wife. Uh, let's see what else happened in the NFL. A lot of the same song remains the same, if you will. You have uh, have a Denver. Oh, my God. Denver and the Chargers. Two teams that were the absolute same exact thing. Speaking of onside kicks, De- Sean Payton comes out. Surpri- opening onside kick to start the season. They get it. Place is going nuts. First of all, that's a little desperate. That that's the tone you want to set. You have to kick the few, kick onside against the Raiders. But anyway, they get it. Place goes nuts. I kind of liked it. I love the surprise onside kick to start the season. And then the referee called illegal touching, which I don't even think it was. Illegal touching. Turns out it was the same referee who was in the 2019 NFC championship game that blew that pass interference call that ruined the saints chance of going to the super bowl to lose in new England. They changed the rules because of this guy. You were allowed to challenge interference calls and refs like, yeah, we're not going to let you do that. We're never going to overturn one. So then they got rid of that rule because refs were just dicks about it. It was the same ref, and he throws the flag just to fuck Sean Payton over. So I kind of respect that. These these NFL refs are petty. <laughs> Todd Moore says, speaking of field goals, he wants to know if Joe Biden's going to come out and kick a perfect field goal tonight to commemorate 9-11 when Bush threw a first pitch strike. People say, how about that 30 for 30 on George Bush's pitch and what a perfect presidential moment it was. I would like Joe Biden leather helmet, toe kick. <laughs> like Carol Lloyd in the freshman when he punched the ball back over his head. I like it. I like Biden <laughs> toe kicking a field goal tonight. Um, what was I talking about? Sean Payton and the Broncos. They lost to the Raiders. Dear God. Russell Wilson. <laughs> I think Sean Payton, he had to realize it. Well, this is where you're fucked. Remember when I made fun of that Jets coach? Yikes. Uh, the Hackett, maybe it wasn't his fault. Maybe maybe it was just terrible, terrible $250 million quarterback who looks like he's in a cult. Russell Wilson. Because how do you lose to the Raiders? Another, another Raider team, they didn't want to win either. Jimmy Garoppolo. He threw a pick and he had a hilarious interception in the end zone. But Denver just couldn't do anything with it. He's rolling out. He points the receiver. Here, you go there. And then he, I think it was pointing to the D-back and throws it to him. And then they lose. And now, and now, if you're a Denver fan, you're like, oh, okay. Well, nothing's going to change. And then the Chargers, they were the game of the week versus the Dolphins. What? Tua throws for almost 500 yards. I thought Staley was a defensive fucking coach. When, when did the Chargers ever play defense? Ever. Tyreek Hill just runs straight down the field. Yeah, I know he's faster than everybody, but can we put two guys on him? Anything? I'm not a defensive whiz like Staley is, but how about we double team that guy who's got 250 yards receiving? He's running routes, throwing up deuces. He's got he'd be going faster if he didn't have 50 pounds of chains. I mean, he's killing you. That's another thing. Charger fans go, oh, it's right. We have state. We forgot. We we brought this coach back. Why did we bring this coach back again? Oh, because the owner doesn't care. That's right. I forgot. So that's fun. Other than that, you had the Bears, an awful. I wanted to switch my picks over to the Bears in Philly, too. That was another thing, C Generates. I gave out my picks in the shows, and then I was going to do some private ones. 
some off the grid, but they weren't part of the bit. I should have just forced a bit. So I'm in a fork in the road of what I want to do with my picks and bits. Do I want to force the bits into the picks or force the picks into the bits? You got to have that perfect marriage of picks and bits, picks and bits. And I had to do Jets and Bills because of the hard knock season. And if you want, I don't want to go over all that, but you you heard all that. And you got 9-11 tonight too. That is amazing. That, that 30 for 30 documentary on George Bush's pitch. Thanks for reminding me, Todd Morris was hilarious. Like, what a moment. There was some very aggressive patriotism after 9-11. <laughs> you go to, go to the bathroom during, they sung God Bless. Then it became God Bless America in the seventh inning stretch. And America the Beautiful during the fifth inning maintenance break. And we got <laughs> top of the third joint in the world. Then we got to play I'm a Real American. And Hulk Hogan swung down from the top. Oh, Jesus. Okay. We get it. It's a game versus the Diamondbacks. Isn't baseball American enough here, Yankee Stadium? How much American music do you got to play? We understand where we're at. Cops wouldn't let you go to the bathroom. Sit down. Sit down and stand up. Well, which is it? You sit down first because you obey me. Then you stand up for old glory. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we'll have that. Anyway. That is the NFL. What else happened in the NFL last yesterday? Besides D- Daniel Jones, I mean, let's go. I, I, I can't get. I can't get enough of that. Gi- that Giants Cowboys game last night. Shout out to Kramer, Giants fan. That's a that's a rough one. Daniel Jones getting his forty million dollars and throwing for one hundred and four yards and two interceptions, and then then them keeping him in there. Was the best part. That's why. That's why. That was my favorite part of the game last night. And I hate watching the Cowboys win, but it is also fan, fun to watch Giants fans lose. Then they they just kept Daniel Jones in there, and he was getting rocked. I mean, he got sacked seven times. He got hit twelve other times, and hard. Like you heard the sounds getting hit, and they're just like, "Fuck it, stay out there." No, everyone else come off. Daniel, stay out there. You want this contract? You want us to think you're an actual quarterback? Fine. We're getting our money's worth. We love watching you get it. <laughs> I mean, he's going to become, I mean, that was part of the thing with Eli. His memes and his helmet would twist around his faces. That's part of the job. Part of the job in New York is once you, once you lose a game, we don't let you leave. We like to get you punished and for our, our entertainment. So that's what that was. But come, they're like, I because it's because it's that great part. They're like, okay, do, should we pull Daniel Jones? It's enough. He's seen enough. No, no, we haven't seen enough. He doesn't deserve it. But you pay him forty million dollars a year. Yeah, I know, but this is what we pay him for for follies, basically. Oh man. Anyway. All right. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the, finally the least replaced story. Okay. I got to talk about that Mel Tucker story and then we'll do a man in a box. And, um, well, what bombs I wanted to give out for tonight. Well, we'll give out, uh, I gave out the Monday night football bomb. Um, Thursday with the other contest. We got to, we got to sweat this whole thing out. But first let me do some reads here quick, real quick for you. Uh, hall of fame bets. So I got to talk about that. And time code it because win bigger and bet smart in the NFL season hall of fame, bets, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines, research every line with historical stats and data Enter any parlay idea in the hall of fame, bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool, get hit rates broken down by leg. I had a few legs. Ask me about my leg. That's on the merch store. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays. Download the hall of fame bets app. Or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning Hall of Fame bets. And you got Underdog Fantasy. It's a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with your fantasy pick them. Pick between two to five players. Select whether it'll go higher, lower, or one of the stats. Do what you usually spend Sundays doing, watching the games. Win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you win real money. Um... An underdog pick. So watch along if you want to take an underdog pick. I like it. Damian Harris, 12 to 1. First touchdown. 
Make a little cash with that one. Sign up for the promo code. Use promo code SGPN on dog. We'll double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're back on the bottom line bombs. I am CJ Sullivan, your man in the box. All right. I can't even listen to that whole song. I'm already sick of that sound clip. But I'll do a man in the box at the end. Thank you for everyone live watching on YouTube from the C block coming on in. We got a lot of listeners, a lot of comments. Love them. Make sure you hit the subscribe and like button. I need you to subscribe to the YouTube page. I need you to hit like. Like I said, I don't need you to like it personally. I don't care what your real feelings are. Lie to me. Lie to the algorithm and hit that thumbs up and say you like it. And if you're listening on Spotify's and whatnots, make sure you subscribe or tell other people. Tell 50,000. Leave that five-star review. Everyone's leaving the, everyone's leaving the Sports Gaming Podcast show a review because they're doing a contest. They're buying your fucking votes and reviews, which is not which is pretty smart. I should do the same. I've been trying. I said I want to give a man in a box t-shirt to the best review. No one's buying it. Or at least it's not coming up in my app. Maybe I should check personally. But anyway, leave a review. Doesn't matter. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Um, the Luis Rubles. I've been trying to get to the story for a while. He finally quit the Spanish soccer scumbag. Couple sexual assaults. Couple sexual assault stories we got for you. <laughs> Luis Rubles, the Spanish soccer, the guy who hijacked the Women's World Cup by <laughs> kissing the fucking kissing a player, Jennifer Hermoso, without her consent. Just absolutely friend Richard Dawson and her, basically. Not just kissing her, just fucking like getting into it. I said, hey, celebrate. He downplayed it. Oh, it's just a peck. It's just joy. She wanted it. She was, and she's like, Yeah, no, I didn't. Didn't want it. And Woody Allen defended him. And then she wanted, then he did apology videos. Come on, in the video. She's like, No, I don't want any part of you. He finally resigned. He's even his resignation. He does. It's so funny how around the world, how sexist and shit like these countries are not funny, but I mean, it's just, it's they're, they're bad. Today I resigned as president. What even is this job? President of soccer. I've resigned my position and vice president field to insist on waiting around, holding the court, wouldn't contribute anything positive. The Spanish football, among other things, because the because the powers that be will prevent my return. I love him being he's the victim. It's the powers that be. It's because you guys whine so much that a man can't force himself on world athletes anymore on, on a stage in front of everyone. On a world stage. Listen to these quotes. I have faith in the truth, and I will do everything when it's in my hand so it prevails. My daughters, my family, and the people that love me have suffered the effects of an excessive persecution, as well as the many falsehoods. But it's also true in the street every day more. The truth is being imposed. What more is it to the story? Uh, it was on TV. <laughs> To a worldwide stage. We all saw it. It was on a podium. You shoved your tongue down her throat, basically. After she won the World Cup, it took a moment. It was gross. The truth will come out. What? Text messages? What are you talking about? We just, that's it. That's all it was. I know. Cue the music. I think I don't, uh, I was saying, JC, I didn't, I, I'm on a different soundboard. I don't have the rock, the rock, the, uh, Round ball rock, which I would love to do for him. all the hilarious 9-11 jokes. Anyway, uh, the daughters. I love when they bring up the daughters. I have daughters. My daughters had to watch me be a creep. Are you happy now? As a man who has daughters, I now know that women are to be respected. I never thought that once. 
even with their mother, who's a whore, by the way, and doesn't return my calls. We got divorced 14 years ago. That whore of a mother. But I do have daughters. And I do respect them. And they should be respected. And anyone that tries to touch my daughters, I'll murder with a shotgun. Dan Marino and his uh, really dynamic wife. I love when I used to, when I say that. I know. I know. How could I have sexually assaulted her? I have daughters. I know that daughters need respect. Unlike you daughterless people out in the world who can't comprehend that women are people too. <laughs> I didn't know a woman was a person until I knocked one of them up and they had another little woman that I also neglect. But yeah, apparently they're people, these women. So he had to quit the Spanish president. Speaking of which... Let's talk about Mel Tucker. Bah, 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 bah. That's as much I can do is do it myself. I'll do my own Daniel Tosh. Mel Tucker, the Michigan State head coach, who got who got a pretty pretty nice deal of uh, ninety five million dollars over ten years, eighty of it guaranteed. I don't know. Kevin Sano's right, you know. Todd Moore says he says Kevin Sano says I have daughters is the, is the new I have black friends, right? I have black friends, and they say that I should not be saying that. They say do not refer to me as their black friends, so I'm going to say they don't know what they're talking about. Captain Sano says or Todd Moore says he stands with Mel Tucker. Well, here's the thing with Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker has some sexual. Uh, an inappropriate relationship. Let me let me let me let me get the information correct with um, with an activist who was on campus for sexual assault. That's what makes this. <laughs> that's what I mean. Here's the thing: I can defend. I can't. Def it's hard to defend Mel Kiper when your decision making is this bad. And I'm not trying to defend being a predator. Apparently, he had phone sex with this woman. He's and he's doing the same thing. It was consensual, and she's like, "Yeah, no, we were on the phone talking business, and he was jerking off." That's not consensual phone sex. I'm a I'm a 45 year old woman. Why would I want to have phone sex? It's not what we do. <laughs> she is. Um, let me see. Her name is Brenda Tracy. I'm sorry. I wanted to get it right. Brenda Tracy, she's an activist. She's This is in her bio, by the way. She's a prominent rape survivor. She teaches about sexual assault to college football teams. So what's the coach do? He sexually assaults her. Like I said, I'm not defending predators, but uh, if you're going to do it, maybe don't do it to someone who's in their bio is prominent rape survivor. For God's sakes. She knows how to report you, okay? She's not going to fucking... She's, she's bounced back from this. <laughs> Tom Moore says, Mel Tucker's going to be on the Tucker Carlson cast, whatever, Manning, or the Manning cast. He's going to be on... They, I mean, who knows? He'll be on, he'll be on Tucker Carlson because he'll think he got railroaded. Prominent rape survivor is her, her bio. That's what makes that even sicker. That he's he feels that she's and then when they ask him about it, and this is how you know Mel Tucker is a thousand percent guilty. They asked him about it. So wait a minute. So this woman who teaches, like, you know, she goes across the country. She's worked with over a hundred teams and she teaches football players. She got apparently, you know, her story is that she got uh she got raped by a couple of football players and like in a coach like at Oregon State years ago. And then she's, you know, turned into a, an activism thing and she opens up dialogue, conversation, teaches and all this stuff. They asked him about, they asked Mel Tucker, so wait a minute, so you did this thing to this activist about sexual assault? Don't you know she was uh, raped in Oregon State? And his response was amazing. He's like, well, the ESPN's doing an investigation right now to see if she was actually, if anything actually happened up there years ago in Oregon State. We we suspect her story might not be true. 
Um, one, what does that have to do with what you did to her? Two, that's an odd response to the question about you. Uh, three, no, they're not doing an investigation. ESPN had to come out like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. He just made that up. We're not looking into, we're not, we're not looking into say, hey, let's see if she was really raped all those years ago, or if she's just bullshitting and doing all this good work for nothing. Fucking <laughs> Mel Tucker. And they didn't fire him just yet because they're gonna they gotta figure out a way to not pay him $90 million. They suspended him. They're like, because trust me, they want to fire him. They don't they just don't want to pay him. So they gotta make sure that's all right. But they came out, Michigan State, they're amazing. They came out and said, you know, th- there's an article in the USA that came out, and then Michigan State suspended him. And then it came out that Michigan State knew about it. And they just did this with Larry Nassar. They just did this thing how they covered up sexual assault. And so the, so much so where the AD, the, the president had to come out. Teresa Woodruff, she goes, I know this sounds like the old Michigan State stuff, but it's not. This is the new Michigan State with sexual assault. I know you think we cover up for sexual predators, but no, this isn't your, your daddy's molesters at Michigan State. <laughs> Speaking of which, Cereal wants to know, did we ever get those molesties in the box shorts? Now we're, we're working on that at the merch store. Trying to get trying to get sponsorship for that. Not too many companies want to get behind the the shorts that prevent molesting. I forget how what our brand was anyway. Um I know. Todd Moore said, I'll get to that. Todd Moore says only one man can save Michigan State, Urban Meyer. I I've I'll I'll get into who the next Michigan State coach be in one second. But let me finish this. Uh Real quick. So the president says, don't worry, we're not. Like, really? Because it seems like you are like the old Michigan State. Because uh, you didn't release, you didn't say he was suspended until the news came out in the article. You, and you knew about it. And the AD, Alan Halter, goes, no, no, no. We had uh, interim measures in place, and those interim measures have since been updated. What were, the, what were those uh, interim measures? Uh, don't jerk off on the phone. When talking to an employee, male or female, just don't be jerking off on the phone. Then he admitted it. That's what they said. That's what they said. We didn't know he admitted it. We thought he'd just not admit it. Now we can get around. But then he admitted he admitted he did it, but he said it was consensual. <laughs> and he said it was in the wrong state. He said it was in a Ford hotel. He was trying to get in a hotel. And just, just amazing, amazing shit with Mel Tucker. And they announced it like late, late on a Saturday night. He's never going to be the fucking coach again. They're bringing, there's a couple guys they want to bring in. They're bringing D'Antonio now to right the ship a little bit. I think they should bring in Jake Drickett from Washington State, who we gave away. He's from the Midwest. He's from Wisconsin. Dickert, Jake Dickert, who we gave away is our uh, money line dog. They beat Wisconsin, Washington State. Shout out to Ronnie, DJ Ronnie Pasco, who was at the game. But I say, who the next Michigan State coach should be. So Mel Tucker came from Colorado. They stole him from Colorado. In a controversial move, Midnight Mel, they would call him. I'm not saying steal Dion from Colorado, but st- but steal steal that game plan of having a celebrity coach. The reason why Dion's so great, I mean Dion's great. Not dismissing anything he does, but you know he brought in all these players from the transfer portal because they all want to play for Dion. Why wouldn't you want to play for Dion? He's great. He's fun. He's a celebrity. To those guys. So I'm saying, make these coaches all over the country. Get Dave Chappelle. Have him a coach. Snoop Dogg. Have him coach. Whatever. So get like Eminem, the coach of Michigan State. Get a Michigan celebrity. Who else? Kid Rock. Well, they probably wouldn't want Kid Rock, but they'd, they'd, they'd play for Eminem. Get Eminem out there. And everyone will transfer. You get all the Michigan scumbags that come out there. It's really great. Um, I know. Captain Sato says he really should have pulled that side. Is that not okay? Should I not have done that? Should I have not have jerked off with the sexual assault woman on the phone while she's while we we're talking? I gotta stop saying the words jerking off. I'm realizing that. But that is what happened. Let's talk about what happened. 
Kellen Winslow is a tight end. Kellen Winslow Jr. That was the Kellen Winslow. Come on, that's 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 eesh. that story is just weird. He's in jail for rape. But you rape, rape like elderly people. And what are you what are you doing? My God. Ooh, no, no squeaky clean. I say fuck it. Bring in a celebrity. You're Michigan State. You're dirty. Just do it. Get grimy. You're already slanting as it is. Anyway, I got to stop talking about that. <laughs> now let's get to the box. I gotta fix my hair. I just realized there. Hold on. I need a haircut. Man, my hair was all over the place this weekend. Uh, thank you, everyone, by the way, who is joining us on the YouTube and making the comments and helping my show go along live here on the C Block. Um, man, my hair is just doing things all over the place. I was in Edmonton, Canada this weekend, and a couple of C Jenners did come out to the show at the comic strip inside the fucking massive, massive mall that is in Edmonton. It's the same people that do Mall of America, if you've been to Mall of America in Minnesota. Same people in Edmonton. They say they're slightly bigger. They have a little rivalry, which nobody cares about but them. Um, they, have like a, they have a pirate ship in there. They have trained seal acts. They have a shooting gallery. They have a wave pool, jet, sh a fucking zip line. I saw a couple of those seals try to waddle their way into the shooting gallery. Take me out, please. This is a nightmare of existence. Anyway. Um... It was fun shows though there in Edmonton. We stayed. I I stayed in the mall the entire weekend. Stayed in a, a fantasy hotel. It's called or Fantasy Island Hotel. Sorry, I'm just trying to. I want to stop that banner for a second. Look at that. In the theme of the fantasy hotel, in the doll, each room was a different fantasy. One has a stripper pole. One has you know whatever the hell it's got. Mine had a jacuzzi in it. Mirrored ceilings, jacuzzi, the whole thing. What a fantasy. And uh, which is fine and all, but because they had that in there, there was no desk because they didn't have the room for both. And uh, yeah, my fantasy hotel is to is have the place to put my laptop, if you don't mind. Can, you, can, I, can I get a desk up here? I don't want to do work inside of a jacuzzi, an empty hot tub. I guess I could cover my phone, but I also have a fantasy of not having 50 kids running around the lobby. It's kind of weird. Fantasy hotel. <laughs> and I lost my clipboard. This is my third fucking clipboard. No, I got it back. I almost lost. I had to go back for it because there's no desk to put stuff on and consolidate. So it's in there. It's just sleazy chaos up there. But uh, good people up there in Edmonton, up there in uh, Bourbon Street. Now we got a God, problem. Man, now we got a problem. That's the Mel Tucker thing. <laughs> hey, uh, Mel, she heard you orgasming when you were talking about what time they should uh, do the seminar tomorrow. Now we got a problem. Man, now we got a problem. Why didn't, why didn't Mel Tucker just deny the whole thing? And say, how, how can you prove it? I get excited when I talk business. Yes, I get sexually excited. But it doesn't mean I was having phone sex with you. Unless it was a video call. Who knows? Anyway. Um, so that was Edmonton, the fantasy hotel. I'm at the age where I would rather have a desk than a hot tub in my hotel room. It was ridiculous. It was a great play. It was... Uh, Good times as always. Um, and I lost my clipboard. Um, but like we said, today's 9-11. Let's get to that. And I don't want to talk about the, the yeah, companies that do 9-11 sales and inappropriate. I feel like it's almost getting old hat now. There used to be 9-11 stories. Now that it's just 22 years old, 9-11. At least people have stopped telling 9-11 stories. I used to hate that. Because everyone would have the same 9-11 stories. That's a, that's a th and I, I just recently did a 9-11 episode of the Blackout Diaries podcast. My other podcast I did with Sean Flannery. Um, subscribe to that. If you like fun drinking stories, it's a good comedy podcast. 
on anywhere pods are told. Blackout Diaries, great show. We did a 9-11 episode where everyone was... Now, we have fun 9-11 stories, but I realized me and my friends, all our 9-11 stories, especially with our comics back then, they're all related to being drunk and hungover because it happened on a Tuesday. So we're like, oh, it was Tuesday morning, so obviously we were hungover. I mean, good God. I don't know. All my friends, like, people were getting fired because they didn't know about Sean. He went to the, he was late for work and he ran on a train and, like, he didn't realize 9 11 was happening because there was no, and back then, if you weren't told, I was told, I was called by Michelle McShane, my buddy's first wife. She was like, she called up and I was all hung up. We were all partying the night before at Lion's Den. Famous open mic in Chicago. There's a book about it right now that came out by Mike Bridenstine, The Perfect Amount of Wrong. Pre-order that book. Um, tells about the Chicago comedy scene in the early 2000s with uh, a lot of celebrities like Kyle Canaan's, Hannibal Burris, Kumail, Nanjiani's. Anyway, the point is, we were we all at this Monday night sitting there hungover, and then I got a call, and I got a vote to the answer machine like, so, wake up. Uh, we're under attack. There's a war going on. Or towers down and I turned on the TV saw it like oh all right well it's not going anywhere so I went back to bed it's gonna be updated now I'm saying what everyone's 9-11 story for real was like oh well first the first tower hit I'm like oh that's strange and then when the second tower got hit I'm like oh that's not normal they're trying to do this on purpose yeah I know we were there we were all there we all witnessed 9-11 together we all have the same fucking stories we didn't know it was an attack until the second one. And then it was nerve-wracking. And then we're watching footage all day. And then we thought baby powder was anthrax for a couple months. Then we had codes, orange alert, red alerts, five alerts, six alerts. So my friends, though, they all have Tuesday morning hangover stories and drugs. That's when I realized, yeah, maybe I'm an alcoholic and I hung out with alcoholics. How hilarious is that, though? My buddy didn't know because the news wasn't that, you know, prominent down there. Takes the train to work. He's sweating. Looks at one, and everyone's lined up in the office. And he thought there was a bomb threat. Like, there's no meeting today because they were next to DePaul. Everyone, go home. Be with your families. And he just thought it was a bullshit college bomb threat. He goes, "All right." And went for, as he calls it, the most inappropriate high five of all time. We're going home. We're off work, baby. And then he got fired. Yeah, no. You're fired. Why? Because I didn't know it was 9-11? Yeah, that's exactly why. It's not even that you did an inappropriate high five and were happy to go home for work. It's that you didn't know 9-11 happened, and that's a bad sign for whatever your job is. <laughs> Who died on 9-11? <laughs> Who died on 9-11 to make you king? That's not what I meant. No, I mean, people who died on 9-11, but not 9-11 related, like not part of the actual thing. That sucks for them. Like, didn't John Ritter die on 9-10 or 9-12 or 9-11? He might have died on 9-11, like just unrelated. Because that was my buddy Pat Price's story. He's like, they got Ritter too. The terrorists got Ritter. Like, no, I think it was just a heart attack. They got him. They're coming for everybody. But somehow, Fireman Ed survived. And that's what we have to deal with. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's Man in the Box. I am CJ Sullivan. You're... <laughs> Let me go back to the wide shot. Uh, as I towed a line of appropriate Mel Tucker and 9-11 jokes in one episode. So thank you for joining me here. Everyone on the comments, I appreciate it. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at CJSullivan underscore. Instagram, at CJSullivan was taken. Not like Liam Neeson was taken, like as in the name was taken, so you have to find a different one, but I stuck with that. But a bunch of underscores. Um, yep. Hopefully we'll get that three and two tonight, and then, of course, join us Thursday for week two of more bombs. I'll give out Thursday Night Bombs and the contest picks in Survivor. Oh, yeah, we won the Survivor. With Baltimore. Oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even talk about that. The bros rooting for Washington. That's the new... Um, I'll talk about it real quick. I was at a bar. There's a table full of bros going through their fantasy game, all loudly rooting for Washington because they almost lost Arizona because they had him in the Survivor. That's the new rooting for your bracket. 
Like, yeah, I got Duke to beat St. Mary's, so we'll Duke to win. Yeah, we all do, asshole. Anyway. Sorry, I got caught up in that. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us in Amanda Box. Bottom line bombs, and we I need a I need a, I need a phrase to say at the end. I, I, just, I just always just linger off and hit the music. Maybe I'll do that. Linger off and hit the music. <laughs>